When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you for joining us wherever you're listening to us at, uh, that was of course the music of Degeneration, Degeneration X. I just put my teeth back in. Uh, Welshy, they of course won the Facebook poll. Good day to you. Yeah, they won the Facebook poll. It wasn't as close as I thought it might have been. They beat poor old Mick Foley. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Uh, well, Mick Foley probably would have tried to charge us for playing his music. So that's a very good point. Uh, Lyle, good day to you, and I see you've got the microphone all to yourself tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually good to have a bit of space here, mate. Uh, little commiserations to Mick Foley is uh, one of the uh, main reasons I got back into wrestling in the late nineties. Uh, but it's tough to beat the popular vote when it's DX, I guess. Now, I'll tell you what, you're very lucky to be sitting in that seat, Welshie, because JXT was an excellent co-host last week. I know you've heard the show, and I know you're actually a little bit scared. I actually really enjoyed last week's show. Yeah, uh, so did we. JXT was really good, probably too good for my liking. <laughs> he's just he, he showed up. It's, yeah, it's well, better than a lot of us. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about JXT's match from last weekend uh, up in Sydney with, uh, of course, Nick Burry, of course, of the the Brat Pack as well. So we'll talk about that in our second segment. But right now, guys, it's time to head over to Adelaide and talk a bit of uh, wrestling over there. Right, City Wrestling celebrating their two hundredth show this weekend, and we say good day to Dean Brady from Right City Wrestling. Good day, Dean. Great guys, how are you going? Fantastic, mate. How are you? What a massive uh, effort, 200 shows for the company. That's uh, great news. Oh, yeah, I uh, personally take all the credit for it. <laughs> so you um, should. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome that uh, the company's been around for as long as it has, and it's going uh, strength for strength, pretty much. It's a big week for Wright City. Not only is it your 200th show, but a product of Wright City Wrestling won a WWE title this week, so there must be a huge buzz around the place. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, like, uh, the the trainers, Matt and uh, Chris Basso, take a lot of pride in uh, really building up um, young talent uh, and and getting them ready to, you know, do whatever they want to do, whether it's go into state or go overseas or, you know, just have fun wrestling. Now, with, with you, you got, uh, yeah, like we touched on, uh, two on the show, you got the... The big four-way TLC match. Uh, I can assume you guys are looking to steal that show. With uh, I could imagine there's going to be plenty of high spots in that one. Oh yeah, it's going to be massive. Yeah, like uh, we've been we've been building up to this match for for quite a long time. I think ever since the start of the year, and it was it was always it was always going to end in some in some massive train wreck plane crash of a match. So. Uh, 
yeah, we're, we're definitely going to steal the show. And we should mention for those people who are tuning in for the first time into our wrestling podcast, that TLC isn't going to be a, uh, they're not all going to hug and kiss for <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes. TLC actually stands for tables, ladders and chairs. <laughs> Dean, have you, have you worked a match like that before uh, with so many moving parts? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Um, I've done two two ladder matches with uh, with RCW. We call them key to the city ladder matches. They're basically uh, a money in the bank stipulation. And um, uh, I did a hardcore main event at the end of 2016, which which had yeah just just about everything except for the kitchen sink involved in that one. With four teams, is obviously a different element again. Oh yeah, totally. Like, like it just, it just the sheer amount of like bodies and moving parts, and not just, not just the four teams of two involved, but three of the teams, including mine, have a third person, like a manager, on the outside. So that just adds even more of a schmozzle to the entire thing. I think better than a good old schmozzle. <laughs> That's a good word, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's a great word. Uh, mate, I was uh, watching uh, your promo leading up to the match, and you uh, claimed you, you and your tag team partner are ladder-climbing experts. Do you think that's going to come in, <laughs> into the match at all this weekend, mate? They're roof plumbers, are they? <laughs> I just go to yeah, plumb. well, there's, there's, there's no pins or submissions, so I guess we have to be ladder-climbing experts, but that's because uh, that's neither of us uh, skip leg day. I've actually got that written down that you don't skip leg day. That was going to be uh, my next thought. Um, if, <laughs> which of the other three teams, if you want to throw them under the bus, do skip leg day? Oh, you know, I hate to do this, but I also love to do this. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the the Perea boys, I reckon. They, uh, they might be high flyers, but that's because they've got no weight on the lower half of their body. We've been um, lucky enough to see a little bit of the Perea uh, wrestle in Melbourne recently with the um, PCW guys, where they were holding the title. Um, and they're really an entertaining team. Uh, what's it like being in the ring on the other side to them? Oh, it's great. Like, uh, the matches are always really high energy. Like, for, for, for what they lack in their legs, they, they sure make up for it. In, in, in every single other department when it comes to wrestling. Especially dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The boys love a good muzz. The, the, <laughs> the club scene is, uh, is uh, definitely definitely where they're at. Oh, can I have a chat to you, Dean? I'm not sure how, how old you are and how long you've been in wrestling over there in Adelaide, but talk, if, if you can, talk to us about the history of wrestling in Adelaide. It's, it really is a, a long history that goes back to regular shows being at the Thibodeau Theatre, like over the you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, so I've only, I've only lived in Adelaide for maybe about five years, and I've been wrestling and training for, for that whole time. And some might say um, that's five years too long. But... <laughs> oh, Tony. <laughs> so, so my... Uh, my point of view of history is, is just what's been told to me by by, uh, by my trainers Matt Basso and Chris Basso, yeah. and and they were trained at the same place at guys like uh, 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 Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols and um, Jag Hartley Jackson and yeah. uh, and stuff like that, and that was with uh, Cole Devani at the Monster Factory. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, as I said, yeah. I, when I, when I was uh, commentating wrestling. 20-odd, 30-odd years ago, we used to head over to Adelaide a fair bit 
and there were regular shows over there. So it really has a, a long history. Well, the way their the way their business is booming now, Tone, it might not be too long before you have to go over and commentate again, mate. Just never know, mate. Motor racing, never know. probably. Yeah. Well, I was there last weekend. Um, <laughs> Riot City Wrestling. Uh, it was creating a buzz, probably a little bit ahead of the curve before what we're calling is the resurgence of Australian independent wrestling. Uh, and it's got a really loyal crowd. Do you want to talk about the, the fans of Wright City? Oh, yeah. So um, uh, we call them the residents of Riot City. Um, that's, that, that's basically the name that uh, we've given all of our loyal fans, which is like a, a, a very, very large uh, portion of our fan base, uh, are guys that... Uh, guys and girls that are, are constantly coming to our, uh, all of our shows and getting invested in the product and the storylines and the matches and the characters. And, um, yeah, they're, they're all really great. A, a few of them can get a bit rowdy at times and uh, they have to be told off by management. But, uh, no, we love them. They're awesome. Is the main street of Riot City Hindley Street? Um, <laughs> that's the main club street, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so, yeah, keep going. Oh yeah, so uh, like I was, I was just going to mention like because you brought up Heinley Street, we had a we had a massive show at a big club there that we call uh, HQ. Oh yeah, and that yep. was that was a bit of a that was a bit of a landmark moment for us. And um, like we didn't market it as an eighteen plus show, but like because it's a club, like it was more or less um, adult, like adult oriented, and, and and was attended by by most of those guys. And like that was that was just a massive success for us. And we're definitely hoping to have more shows there in the future. Actually, the one thing that probably would work really well over in Adelaide, and I don't know whether they've tried or not, is rock and roll wrestling like we have over here at uh, the Corner Hotel in Richmond. Bands and and uh, and wrestling, I think, would work really well. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I've, I, I've seen that sort of stuff. Um, um, I don't. Uh, I'm not aware. I think we might have had something kind of similar. I think okay. uh, Wrestle Rampage, which used to be known as Zero One, I think they might have had something kind of like that not too long ago. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, unfortunately. Yeah, because Adelaide itself has had a massive club scene for bands. I mean, a lot of bands that started in Australia started in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Now, now with the uh, the the boom and the popularity of the the promotions you uh, in Melbourne, the BCW crew, they're uh, expanding into different states. There must be a bit of a a uh, pat on the back for the Adelaide scene that they the last the last two or three tours they've uh, come over to your neck of the woods. Yeah, well, uh, uh, the last time they came over to Adelaide, they they used myself and a couple of other of the RCW and the ACW guys, I believe. And yeah, no, like that was awesome that uh, that um, that a that an indie promotion like that that was that was originally just based in Melbourne is like, you know, they're they're expanding out and kind of testing the waters to see like how far they can go. And it was it was a pretty good turnout for for their first show that I was on. Yeah, we've 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 actually been to a few shows over here. Yeah, they get a pretty rowdy crowd. Um... Yeah, so no, it's good that they're venturing out into different states. It's only good for the the wrestlers and the fans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, obviously, there's a working relationship with Wright City and PCW. Uh, is there any chance of us getting the opportunity to see you come over and work at a PCW show? 
Uh, I hope so. Um, I, I did. I, I did a couple of shows for them last year around August, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely keen to get back over there when uh, when they want to get me over. I'm yeah, I'm I'm, I'm cool. Beautiful stuff. Well, Dean, uh, just in case anyone from anywhere in Australia where we listen to our podcast wants to get along to Riot City Wrestling uh, on the weekend for the 200th show, just give us a, a quick uh, list of uh, who's fighting. Oh, so who we got? Uh, we got uh, we got Adam Brooks, who's coming back to Australia. Uh, he's he's going to take on uh, the icon Rocky Monero. And uh, we also have uh, a battle for the general manager position um, versus uh, the key to the sea, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. It's going to be Kurt Barron versus the man they call Hammer with special guest ref Brad Smythe. Uh, we also have uh, a women's fatal five-way uh, with the current RCW women's champ, Andy Hartwell, defending against Izzy Shaw and Savannah Summers and Blair Alexis. And uh, Miss Fortune, I almost forgot her you name. Don't to, you don't have to tell us anything about Indy Hartwell. She's a very much a favourite of this show. Very oh, yeah, impressive. I hear, she, I hear she's quite impressive. <laughs> yes, very impressive. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and and uh, I think I think that's all that's been announced so far. Unless there's something escaping me, I know there's a main event, but we've talked about that heaps. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's also a triple threat um, for uh, the contract of the chick. Uh, that's got uh, Chris Basso, who's the current RCW champion, versus Nick Armstrong, the champ champ, uh, versus the Dark Prince, Zach Sabbath. The champs champ champ champ. <laughs> <laughs> that actually should be a really, really good match. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be absolutely off the chain. I'm I'm actually surprised that, that the RCW championship's not on the line. But um, there's only one number one contender in RCW, and that's me at the moment, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you do. So, yeah. You do hold a victory. The next champion. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, we've got him here on the show. We get him early. We like to build him yeah. up. And uh, Dean, we really do thank you for your time, mate. Uh, congratulations. With uh, sorry, Washi. Uh, where can people catch you on social media? Ah, yes, good point. Uh, so on, on on social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and it's all at Dean Brady CCB. Right, Dean Brady CCB for uh, all your socials. Mate, thanks very much for your time tonight. Really do appreciate it. Hope you guys have a fantastic show on Saturday. I wish it had been last week because I was actually in Adelaide looking for something to do on Saturday <laughs> night. I ended up going to see the Jimmy Barnes movie instead, but would have loved to have come and watch uh, Riot City Wrestling. Yeah, anyway, all the best, mate. better than a Jimmy Barnes movie. It probably would have been. Yeah. Uh, thank you, mate. Appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. It's been awesome being on. Dean Brady from Riot City Wrestling joining us here on the Turnbuckle. <laughs> In to our second half of the show, Welshie, uh, and the reason for that is I just wanted to have a chat about uh, WWE's decisions to turn her heel and then to turn Braun Strowman heel a week later against the crowd's wishes. Yeah, it's a very polarizing decision. I'm, I'm not sure. I think when the crowd is that hot behind someone like uh, Becky Lynch, yeah, you know, I know Braun. He's probably plays a heel, you know, he's a bit of a bully and stuff we've, like that. But if the crowd's cheering him, him, just go with it. We spoke about him about six or seven weeks ago. We thought yeah. that this was going to happen. 
I didn't think this would happen. No, I think if if the crowds, it's it's that hard to get a baby face to get cheered. Yeah, you know, obviously we we know Roman doesn't. Um, you got Becky Lynch, where the crowd just they're hundred percent behind her, and but hey, with Braun, unless there's a unless there's a swerve, he's the biggest idiot of a heel <laughs> in the world. He's gone and cashed in his money in the bank for a match at the next pay per view. Yeah, and then he's turned heel. Shouldn't he have kept the briefcase, turned heel, and then cashed in? Yeah, it was a it was a babyface thing to do to let Roman know, hey, when I'm coming. It totally defies what the briefcase is for. So that's a babyface thing to do. And then, like you said, I think he might actually Baron Corbin might just steal it. Well, Baron Corbin's got the the briefcase now. Maybe he'll after the match give it back to Braun because <laughs> it, it was wasn't really like it, he's made the match anyway. Yeah, it's very strange. They do some strange things in the WWE. They do. They certainly. I'll tell you what, Warzone Wrestling does some strange things as well. <laughs> and uh, having you working backstage on Saturday night. What's was strange ex- about that? Well, oh, probably nothing. I, I, I reserve my uh, opinion until I actually see what you did. What was it like being on the other side of the curtain? i tell you what, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I just sat back and listened most of the time. And there was some there's some great wrestlers on the card. People like Dowie James, uh, Pitbull, Mad Dog, Slade Mercer, and Benny English, who's been around the industry for a long time. And some of the stories they were telling, I just loved sitting back and listening to it. And the interviewing, I think, was probably more Mike Adamley than it was Mean Gene Oakland. But hopefully, they've got some footage they can use. <laughs> I, I, I can't uh, give too much away because nothing's been, no, no, nothing's out yet. But there are a couple of the interviews that should be quite entertaining through no business of mine, just through some of the great work of some of the wrestlers yeah. that were on the show. Oh, good stuff, mate. Congratulations on that. And uh, you, uh, you've got a couple of people to thank, I suppose, for their help in regards to the two. Yeah, uh, I want to thank Mark Williamson, who uh, went out of his way to make me feel as comfortable as possible, um, which was fantastic. And Pitbull the same. He he took a lot of time out of his day when he was really busy as a promoter to make sure that I was comfortable in the change rooms. Yeah, good. And it's, Slade looked after me as well. That's weird because Mark Williamson has never made me comfortable. No, he makes, no, 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 makes no, me very, very nervous. Actually. <laughs> yeah, well, no, good on him. And, also, uh, I want to thank Andy Coyne for, for putting my name forward as well. <laughs> yeah. He obviously was pretty confident that if he put me forward, he wouldn't lose his job. <laughs> I did not think that for one minute Andy Coyne was on drugs, but obviously... <laughs> I now have a totally different opinion of him. Well, that's why he didn't didn't call us to do it, Tone, because no, he knew exactly. he'd steal his job. Well, apparently exactly. Andy had to go to the theatre instead of the wrestling. Oh, so when he said he double-booked yeah, he to be double-booked a date night. Yeah. Um, Typical Fair pop. enough, then. Obviously, it's part of a lordship that if you get theatre tickets, you must. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Probably in the balcony, so that's fair enough. Triple uh, A had their biggest show of the year, Triple Mania. Uh, that's about some... Embarrassing moments for Vampiro. <laughs> well, there was one embarrassing moment for Vampiro. Lyle, did you want to have a chat about this? Are you talking about when he was swearing uncontrollably to the production to play his music before he did his unannounced run-in? No, or was there really? something even more embarrassing? I haven't seen it, but <laughs> yeah. is that no, what There was something even more embarrassing oh, than Did that? the microphone pick something up that probably shouldn't have picked it up? Yeah, so during one of the matches, he uh, may have lost control of his flatulence. No. And he farted so loudly that you can hear it through his microphone. 
And uh, I know if you look at the Botchamania guys page, he's shared it. I think we've shared it as well on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard it, listen to it. It was very funny. And it's genuine. It's yeah, gen- yeah, it's yeah. genuine. Like, oh, yeah, because that- you can tell it's genuine because no one acknowledges it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, if, if you've watched the show, and I've only seen the highlights and seen some of the reviews, it's not the only fart that was on the show. Don't, don't worry about that. Or not the only smelly thing on the show. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was bad. Yeah, but he was a uh, he's meant to do a surprise run in to a match and interfere in a match, and he's standing at the and he's yelling on his microphone, "Play my." In music, so, or else he wasn't getting in the ring. He was totally unprofessional. <laughs> and the best part was Matt Stryker trying to cover for him. <laughs> he wanted the he wanted the crowd behind him. That's why Vampiro, he needed Vampiro, Vampiro. <laughs> that is very good. Hey, uh, tickets nearly sold out for both Melbourne shows of World Series Wrestling, which is great news for them. Yeah, on the uh, Friday night, the I think there's less than sixty tickets, yeah. and then on on the Saturday night, there's only fourteen. At last and count. they're all in the Jeez. second row. Yeah, there are the only second row tickets left um, at a hundred dollars, which is for the what you're going to see that night. Yeah, it's well worthwhile. So if you want to go to either of those nights, jump on it now. I also heard that Sydney's selling really fast as well today. Yeah, they're really they're up great. to about fifty tickets left. So what are the dates for those matches again, boys? Off the top of my head, I don't no, know. Okay. Unannounced like that. They're Good. in November. Um, in, go okay. to the World Series Wrestling yep. website. Yeah. Watch Cody Rhodes and uh, Hangman Page and Brian Cage, uh, Austin Aries, uh, Indy Hartwell, Indy Hartwell, of course, Tom Philippe, yeah. Stevie yeah. Philippe, the, you know, Robbie, Robbie, Eagles. Robbie Eagles, yeah, it's gonna, it'll be Jonah Rock. It's worth the money. Don't worry about that. She's some good Aussie talent joining that, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got the best, some of the best indie guys in the world, and yeah. obviously Joey Ryan hasn't been announced yet, but. He's the tag team champion. Well, he has to come back. Well, what's Concrete going to do? Our Melbourne shows for WWE Super Showdown at the MCG. Uh, Bookings are being announced in Drip Fiend. Are we getting a little bit of a a dampening of our excitement for the show? What's happening there, boys? Yeah, since we brought our tickets, I think it's been a... uh, They pulled the wool over, over our eyes. They sold it to us like it's a big show. We've gone out and spent, you know... A couple of hundred dollars. The biggest is, roster yeah. of WWE they, they, superstars they sold us a hit. Sold us a bill of goods and then it's just... Here's the thing. It's a house so, show. They're so worried about getting a big show and having a lot of people on the card that they're giving us meaningless six-person tag matches. Uh, so already the one of the guys' matches has eliminated the opportunity to see a universal title match yep. or an intercontinental title match. And the other one has eliminated the Raw Women's Champion. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah. so where there's three titles. So the three singles titles on Raw not going to be defended. Thankfully, today they announced, uh, after I'd done the run sheet, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Yep. So there's something we can sink our championship teeth into. Championship match. World Championship yep. match, yeah. yeah. So that'll be good. Um, I really want to hear them now just start to announce some Australians because... At least that's something that I want to see. Yeah. And Buddy Murphy, I need to see Buddy Murphy again oh. because I think I watched um, 205 Live before I came in. Thankfully. Yeah, I watched it as well. And I don't think he has bad matches. He's my favourite wrestler in WWE at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think Vince will put him on the sh- on the show. If he just walked past Vince with his shirt off with that big chest, Vince will book him. He's, well, I want he's to see him fit win, boy. I want him to win the title. Yeah, that in Melbourne that, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. So we we are going to get bigger matches, aren't we? 
well, we got we got Miz and Brian, which is that's going to be a good match for, yeah. for all of us. AJ and Joe, like you said, that that that's probably going to steal the show work rate wise. Taker and I Triple feel. H is going to be the entrances are going to be yeah, great. Correct. Yeah, of course, and you know we're going to see a couple of pedigrees, a couple of tombstones. You know, I'm really. I think next week Shawn Michaels is meant to be on Raw. He's going to get involved, pumping up the show. He might come out as a guest referee. So there's another um, if, entrance that can get us excited. If we're going to yeah. glass half full it, um, at least that women's match, I think that's going to lead to the main event at yeah. uh, the, the all-women's pay-per-view evolution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe that um, Nikki might, spoiler alert, heel turn on Ronda or vice versa. Something's going to happen in that match to cause a rift. So at least there's storyline yeah. ta- going somewhere. It's not... Yeah. It's not a full house show, but it's it's yeah. starting to there, look like there has to be some um, some controversy coming out of the show, or so so yeah, like some storyline stuff that they can. Well, hey, it wasn't just a house show. This is a glorified pay per view. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be some consequences of some of the, the matches. They need to change the title. For me, it's not a pay per view unless there's a title change. Yeah. Yeah, fickle. All right, well, we'll keep our eye on what happens. They seem to be announcing two or three matches every week, don't they? So probably by the time we're on air again next week, we'll have a couple more that we can talk about and hopefully big names. Of course, Kevin Owens is supposed to wrestle on the show, but he quit. He uh, <laughs> he, he quit Raw, and I know there's a little bit of talk on Twitter, uh, you know, just fans playing fantasy booking. <laughs> if he quit and he went to All In in the... In the Battle Royal. Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen. He's already been Ring of Honor champion and stuff like that. And he and he won that and then went on to face um, Jay Lethal. If he won the title... I know the wrestling business is in a weird state at the minute. I know Vince McMahon probably wouldn't want to do something like that. But that, something like that could really shake it up. It's not going to happen. Come on. Um, and... The reason you know it's not going to happen is that Jericho actually offered Vince to bring the New Japan Intercontinental Championship yep. to SummerSlam and defend it champion versus champion with Seth Rollins, and they Vince didn't do it. He, um, he did say he got good feedback from it, so that's a step in the right so direction. So someone's talked him out of it. Yeah, and then he didn't get back to Jericho, so which means he didn't want to do it. But, um, you know, we can only hope something like that happened. When, you know, they did the, what was it, four or five years ago when Punk walked out with the title and then, you know, Triple H was at the uh, the convention and it was a little bit of blurring the lines. If they, I don't know, we can hold out hope. All in is this weekend. All right. NXT UK Women's Champion. Yeah, we touched on it briefly with our guest Dean Brady. Uh, Rhea Ripley from Adelaide, uh, it hasn't been on air yet, but WWE spoiled it, so I think we can go ahead with it. Uh, she won the the tournament to be the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. Excellent. Uh, very young wrestler. Yep. 24? 23, 23, I think. 23. I've actually seen her wrestle in Melbourne a few times. Demi Bennett, if anyone wasn't sure. Prior to... Yeah, prior to... Yeah. Rhea Ripley, so that's just you know her her doing that. Um, what you touched earlier on with Murphy doing what he's doing on Two Hundred Five Live. Well, the Australians there's a very well. real um, chance that f- we have four women wrestling on a pay per view card together that are from Australia in at Evolution. So yeah. uh, we already know that 
Rhea Ripley's going to wrestle, and we know that Tony Storm's going to wrestle on the card. We're just waiting to hear about perhaps um, something for the Iconics to yeah. do. And then we'll have, for the first time ever, four Australians on a single pay-per-view car with WWE. Fantastic. Um, so not only is that great for the country, but for women's wrestling in this country, which, I mean, you go to a lot of shows still and there's not a women's match on the card, uh, to know that we've got the quality that we've got locally as well as working overseas, it's it's a real pat on the back to all of the trainers in the country and all the ladies who are working hard. Yeah, and then uh, who knows, next year there could be an impressive wrestler that Jumps on board as well. Well, she is going to be over in the States mm. during Evolution. She has a ticket to Evolution. I think yeah, her and Tom so. are going. And Stevie, I saw them post good that on, on, yeah. on so, uh, social media this week. So that's good. All right, let's talk about some of the upcoming local shows right around Australia. There's a lot on. There is a lot on. Let's kick it off. 31st of August, BCW Extreme Battle in Ferntree Gully. This is a good card of well, some old It would have been a great card a few years ago. Where, 20 years ago. Lyle yeah. and I are going to the show. Yep. So if you do go along to BCW on Friday, come and say hello. RVD. To Lyle. I don't like talking. RVD, Tajiri, <laughs> Shane Douglas, Sabu, one of my favourite extreme wrestlers. Just absolute legend. And then someone who's more your age group as well, Dominique Danucci. Yeah. You correct. probably got a couple of years on him though, Tom. Just. Just. Fair. Just. Would it be awkward if I take my first Mick Foley book and get him to sign it? Because he does... Feature heavily in the start of that book. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, Sabu- that's not something that you should probably do. I, I shouldn't do that. No. If memory serves me correct, and I stand corrected on this, I reckon Sabu and Vulcan had a match years ago. Yeah, I reckon they did. Is in uh, maybe at the tennis centre. He was yeah. a challenger for the Gladiators. No, no, Sabu. no, a, a wrestling match. Oh, oh, a wrestling. Yeah. Match. Sorry, Tom. It's going into your <laughs> previous career. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So BCW, obviously. Uh, Friday night in uh, in Melbourne at yep. the PCW Arena, and then they're in Adelaide on Saturday. They are with uh, so so they're on the, they're the same day as Right City have their two hundredth show. Yeah, Indy Hartwell yeah. was pulling double duty that night. Yeah, because she's the champion for both of those organisations. <laughs> oh, gee whiz, I wish it had been last week. <laughs> you couldn't have gone to both shows. I could have just followed well, Indy. Yeah, I just pick Indy you, up from a hotel room, take her to one show. Pick you could have been the chaperone, Tom. Yeah, I could have been. Yep, I would have done a good job with that. Shine the belts up. Uh, so BCW Extreme Battle in Adelaide, right? City Wrestling also their two hundredth show in Adelaide, both on Saturday, the first of September. SHWA present. We're all mad here in Thornley, WA. Some good Perth wrestling coming up as well on Saturday. Impact Pro Wrestling have scramble for glory on the Gold Coast. PCW Energy is on in Ferntree Gully, and that features a national title match between Lucas Daniels and Mark Cage. Of course, we had a chat to those boys about uh, that match at Geelong. Yes, that's uh, been an ongoing feud for quite some time. Uh, obviously, PCW have their weekly shows, but then once a month they have these big blow-off shows, and I'd recommend getting to that if you're in Melbourne because they're a lot of fun, and there's usually some really good high spots and a lot of talented workers at um, PCW as well. As a special bonus today, uh, at the end of the episode, we're going to replay the Mark Cage and Lucas Daniels interviews yeah. that we recorded live at PCW in Geelong a couple of weeks ago, just to sort of get you in the in the mood in for the that mood. show. Yeah, exactly. So uh, stick around after the show and have a listen to that. Something I forgot to mention earlier, when I was in the change rooms at uh, Warzone on the weekend, a lot of guys talked about how much they enjoy wrestling podcasts and stuff like that. They weren't talking about our podcast, but, you know, I'm a glass-half-full <laughs> kind of guy, and it's just good to hear that people are listening 
They might have been kayfabe because they knew you were... Yeah, they knew you were Actually, with us. Actually, a couple of guys did come up and say they listened to the show, which was Oh, really that's nice. always yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've got an upcoming show, anyone out there, any of the promoters, any of the wrestlers, and you want us to promote here, just uh, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. And we're uh, still looking for a sponsor for the show too. We're uh, unashamedly out there asking for uh, someone to jump on board and sponsor us uh, on the turnbuckle is the show. Contact us at Facebook at On The Turnbuckle Australia. We'd love to have a chat so, here. There's no Australia anymore. It's just that On The Turnbuckle. But cool. Well, Lyle said... Your rundown. So what am I meant to I, do? I know. If it's in the rundown, I'm going to read it, aren't well, I? Well, um... Didn't have that problem last week when I did the rundown. No, that was a good time. rundown I didn't think so. Yeah. yeah. There's probably no... JXT, where are you? Well, uh, <laughs> Lyle's offered to get a tattoo of whoever sponsors us as well, so... Yep. Correct. I'll get that done. I hope we I'm get a team a, player. I hope we get like a, a one-metre hot dog company or something. <laughs> we'll need some extra space. <laughs> All right, boys, that wraps up another episode of On the Turnbuckle. Stick around, folks, as we said, because straight after this, we're going to go to our uh, feature interviews from a couple of weeks ago out at Geelong when PCW had their show out there where we had a chat to Lucas Daniels and Mark Cage about this massive title match coming up on Saturday at Ferntree Gully in PCW Energy. Got on your boys, catch you next time. See you Thanks later, Tony. Another episode of On the Turnbuckle wrapped up and locked up in the cage. Mark Cage and also Lucas Daniels coming up right now. Thanks for joining us. Um, big match coming up tonight and a big match uh, in three weeks. Yes, is it? September 1st, yes. Fighting for the national championship. And you're fighting against Lucas Daniels. Correct. And the lead-up's been quite... Uh, it, it's been quite uh, acrimonious, to say the least. Acrimonious is what I would have gone with, too. Right. Yeah, it's... Um, I've got to tell you, man, it's a, it's a rough ride. Like, he's a serious competitor. He's never been... I've never been in the ring with someone who's more physical than Lucas Daniels, I don't think. Um, he brings a different element because of his background. But, yeah, we're just sort of going at it 100% and hopefully making September show really big. Well, talk me through last week. Uh, last week, you were not meant to be in... Look, I'm only going from what Tricky's telling telling yeah. everyone through Facebook. Good source. You weren't meant to. You weren't meant to be <laughs> in the building. The best for us. I did see. Yeah. I, I did I see some say, video. No, I have a story you. about Tricky later on okay. that I'm looking forward to breaking. Awesome. <laughs> but you, um, I saw the video that you took as you entered the building, yes. coming in through the car park. Yeah. Um, do you well, want to talk us through that? Well, apparently I was uninvited. I didn't realise I was uninvited. Well, because like, you work I'm, for the company. Yeah, I'm pretty. I, I thought I could just rock up and just sit with my people in the crowd, but apparently I couldn't. Well, you didn't buy a ticket. I saw you were going to buy a ticket, oh, then you realised you had no money. On me. <laughs> I didn't have my wallet on me. Yeah, we're not sure we have a ticket to this. We've got a couple of seats we might just have to bring along. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, you can sit with us, VIP section. Oh, I would love you know. to. Um, I kind of just wanted to throw Lucas Daniels off a little bit because he was having this big fancy match and doing his little mic spot, and I was like, hey, I would just talk about like... Everything he said to me, how he keeps running his mouth when I'm not there. He's always tough when his opponent isn't in the room. Yeah. And that's just kind of like, it's not, it's not really a noble thing to do. If you're going to be scared, you may as well be scared all the time. If you're going to be tough, you're going to be tough all the time. So I thought I'd just sort of play his own game and 
play a few mind games with him, and apparently I wasn't allowed in the building. I think we're all a little bit like that, a bit tough when we're someone else <laughs> out, out of the room. Yeah, um, scared when they're there. You've had a bit of uh, work with um, the king of uh, Dong style, uh, Joey yes. Ryan. Uh, let yes. us uh, know a bit about that. Sure, it was very entertaining. Well, it was it was very entertaining. Um, he's a really good wrestler, really good performer. He's like sort of his own kind of thing and absolutely um and you guys all know that and everyone knows that um what's different about it is we've actually wrestled in matches twice at world series wrestling so i would go out on a limb and say we actually have a feud at world series wrestling sure do so i'm pretty sure i want a third match with joey ryan if he's listening or he's going to listen to this and He's out well, I think I can beat Well, he'd be the only wrestler in Australia that doesn't. He's not yeah. in Australia, so well, that would be different. But we, we, are a, we, we are a global um, brand. You know, podcast yeah. brand, so I'm, I'm, I would be sure that he'd listen to this. Yeah, but sure. I, want to, I want to talk a little bit about World Series Wrestling, yes. because you get booked consistently for World Series Wrestling. What's it like in that change room? Oh, man, I've got to tell you, it's um, It's different. It's very, like, around your idols, the people that you watch. Um, but you've got to look at it as they're, like, one of you. Yep. You're not on an, any different level type of thing because otherwise you just get starstruck and, and it kind of throws you off your game. But, yeah, it's good. It's, it's cool learning little things that you wouldn't actually learn, like, face-to-face if you meet them, like behind the merch stand or anything. Just being around them, you kind of learn how they sort of do things, why they're so successful, the little kind of intricate details. So that's really, really cool to see. So I kind of just sit in my own little section, try like to make many tree. friends. Yeah, kind of. Learning. I just sort of, I don't want to say the wrong thing to anyone. So I'm just trying to make as many friends well, as possible. Well, you look at their next show, the card The card looks crazy. It's unbelievable. And, and, and uh, I think they're, um, they're going to be mentioning someone else on Monday and they're announcing, but that'll be old news by the time... Well, we got we got Indy Hartwell to tell us before she was announced. That's what I'm are you to... going to be on? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, can, everyone can just hashtag World Series Wrestling bookmark cage. Yes, that would bookmark be cage. <laughs> I think um, that's it. You, you're on now. That is <laughs> hopefully. Um, I, I, and I apologise to the internet for blowing it up because <laughs> yeah. it is. Hey, Mark, go. I want to have a talk to you about coming up against Lucas Daniels in a championship match. Yes. And you, you, when you spoke about him before, you seem to have. Even though you've got a little bit of contempt for him, you've got a bit of respect for him as well because you know what he's achieved in the business. How do you get yourself mentally ready for a match like that? Is it different to any other match that you you, you perform in or is it just the same? Um, well, I sort of tackle every match a little bit differently, obviously, because there's different opponents that you face. So you can't really... I think it's a bit silly if you look at every match the same. Um, so with Lucas Daniels, of course I respect him. I respect everyone who's a champion. Um, it's silly not to respect them because whatever they've done, whatever path they've taken has led them to the top. So you're going up against one of the best, regardless of what you think about them personally. Um, I don't really like some of the tactics he's taken to get to where he is now. But nonetheless, he, he's a fighter. He has a fighting background. He's really good at striking. He's I don't know if he's really good at wrestling because he was sort of a former kickboxing champion yeah. but as in terms of me I sort of leading up to this match I'm, I'm taking more of a striking path I'm doing a few more boxing lessons and just really preparing myself for the brutality that is Lucas Daniels but obviously you've got the advantage when it comes to wrestling I have the ex- I have the background experience um, on my side which is which is good I've I've been through a lot of things I've I've faced some 
really good opponents. Um, I was fortunate enough to wrestle Ricochet, so I've wrestled a, a big variety. Possibly the best. The best. I think I would say the, one of the best. Well, with um, one of our questions was about Ricochet. I mean, what a what an incredible uh, experience! Can you please yeah. tell us a little bit more about that? Was that in 2016? Was that right? Yeah, 2016. Just after that, I think it was just after that match. I actually, tore my ACL. Yep. So, so it was we, a really. You got good... all our questions. Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> I feel like we're going to go all night. Uh, bye bye. Did my <laughs> research. Yeah, go. Uh, <laughs> could you? Um, yeah, let us know about the ricochet because that's it was incredible. fantastic. It was. It was such a good experience. Um, he's such a professional in every sense of the word, outside the ring, inside the ring. Um, it was a little bit intimidating at first, but I feel like we went out there and had a really good match. And I was kind of hoping and pushing for another match with him on World Series Wrestling, but then he got signed to WWE, so yeah. you can't really blame the guy. Oh, awesome. But awesome. <laughs> you've obviously elevated him to that level. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you wrestle Mark Cage, you're going to WWE. Yeah, him and uh, <laughs> getting the Joey Ryan Dong style thing, uh, you know, further on. Um, you talked about the ACL. What a night for you in 2016. Yeah. Am I right in saying that you lost your title, did your ACL, and had two of yeah. your uh, stable mates turn on you? He's so done his not, research. Not, 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 yeah, Absolutely, got to do something while yeah. drinking in the car. So um, <laughs> I was a passenger, by the way. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> for that. Oh, That's funny. You. Yeah, um, you let us know. Um, yeah, well, the best—I wouldn't say the best—but if there's any positive to doing my ACL, is I was unfortunately did it my other knee when I was like 16 because oh. of wrestling. So I've done both. Um, that's why, like, I always kind of say when I'm talking to people, I've been wrestling for like X amount of time I think it's like just over 8 years but only 6 years in the ring because I had like 2 years of recovery nice. but the second time I did it um, I don't know man it was it was weird because like you don't really prepare yourself mentally or physically for that kind of thing like you always hope that the injuries never happen but it's just it's one of those things you always put your body on the line week in and week out so I wouldn't say it's a matter of time but the risk is there um, and unfortunately it just happened to me but I I'm one of those guys that sort of adapt to every situation that's thrown, every hurdle that's thrown in front of me. And I just adapted, got through it, and came back. Mr. Lucas Daniels. Goodness gracious me, he's brought the belt out. That looks spectacular. Lucas, certainly does. really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on board. Uh, mate, you, you carry that around like it's a prize trophy. I'm sure it is. It absolutely is. Uh, it's something really special to be sort of... Um, Whoa. It's really special to be the... Uh, sort of the face of the company and uh, it's a company that I've followed and, and watched for a long, long time and, um, and it's great that I can be the person that represents the company and, uh, and, and do this title and, and the looks, championship justice. That, yeah. that belt really looks good on you as well. It certainly does. I wouldn't mind having a photo with it if that's okay, <laughs> but I'm kind of I'll fight you for it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, might, might, might go behind well here. Um, you obviously come from a kickboxing background. Can yeah, you um, let us know a little bit about those, um, the pro wrestling fans out there that are maybe um, unaware of um, that world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, basically, I've been involved in martial arts and kickboxing since I was a young young boy yeah. and uh, was a professional fighter for the better part of 10 years. I was reasonably wow. successful 
in, uh, in both boxing and kickboxing. Um, so I actually know Tony from a past life. And uh, we've moved on now to through powerlifting as, um, as a competitive sport for a few years. And, and now I put my hand to professional wrestling and, and judging by the, uh, the gold, we're going okay. Um, what, what are the links between that, that, you, that you've seen that um, that background has helped you with pro wrestling? Look, as I say, I was pretty pretty successful as a fighter. Um, yep. I won a couple of world titles in in kickboxing, a couple of yep. Australian boxing titles on my way through, and and really, I've grown up watching wrestling. I've grown up um, being very passionate about wrestling, and it's what little boy doesn't want to grow up and be a professional wrestler, right? Um, yep. So basically, as once my kickboxing career wound down, and um, and once my powerlifting sort of got to a point where I sort of not really ready to compete anymore. Um, decided to put my hand to professional wrestling. I've, I've known uh, Tricky and Daniel Swagger for a long, long time as well. So that's sort of something that um, the connection there with PCW. Um, yep. Been watching the shows for near on 15 years and, um, and decided to put my hand to professional wrestling. And, and you know, I mentioned Tricky. He's been a, a really great mentor for me, picking up the craft and, and being able to take my previous knowledge as a, as a very experienced fighter yep. and, and turn that into something that I can adapt into the professional wrestling sort of avenue. I'm sure. glad you've spoken about Tricky, Lucas. And is this a, a good enough time that I can bring this? Uh, I guess I, so. I've no, got no, a revelation. You know, can you wait until we're not got a guest? No, well, I, uh, but I think Lucas Daniels will be interested to hear this. Did you know that I was able to bring along Tricky's father tonight? No, that's the difference oh, with Bill's father. The difference with Bill's father. <laughs> the difference with Bill hasn't spoken to his father for over 15 years, and he's here tonight to try and get some sort of word out of his, out of his son. Well, Tricky's a, a very close friend of mine, and um, just on appearances... That's a that just looks like a normal scooter, mate. No, no, it's a, a not tricky, a scooter, Tricky mate. rides a mobile. This that's definitely a scooter. A scooter. That's, that's a scooter. I am doubting that legitimacy. I do have to defend yeah. Tricky's uh, difference mobile because that just looks like a, it looks like a cheap a run of the yeah, I'm, I'm, scooter. Yeah, and not because I'm intimidated, but I'm totally with you there. I, I think there needs to be like a DNA test I didn't or something. You, I didn't think you'd appreciate it. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have brought oh. it up when I did. I shouldn't have brought it up when I did. I want to talk to you about your other careers that you said you had with boxing and kickboxing, and we have known each other from that past life that compared to wrestling what's tougher on the body six to one half a dozen to the other it is Look, yeah it's uh, I'm, so as I say my body over the you know, 25 plus years that I've been competing has, uh, has taken a bit of, bit of wear and tear um, got some sore joints got some, got some stuff that I carry so it's hard to compare because when I was fighting I was a bit younger and sort of a bit healthier in terms of like just conditioning um, because I've got that, that wear and tear. I've got, got some miles on the old rig now. Um, but look, the professional wrestling is something that's really impactful um, and it's very, very hard on the body. So I don't really get a let up if, these days, but it's a different, different kind of pain, if that makes sense. Um, but it all hurts. And you've got a big match coming up uh, September the 1st. Yeah, big absolutely. title defence. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mark Cage? Yeah, he's, he's okay, I suppose. Look, he's got the number one contendership. Um, he, he made his way back from, from an injury. Um, it was, you know, when he was, before he was injured, he was really at, at the top of the field. Uh, since he's been sort of out and injured and recovering, um, I've had my, my rise to the top 
and I've really taken control of the of the roster, taking control of the division. And um, you know, I saw that target was the championship, obviously, as it is for every single person on the roster. And I decided that I was going to take that. And now he wants to come and take that from me, and I'm not really going to let him. It was let, let me make it clear. Don't shoot the messenger. But like he did say a couple of things that he he said that he had you covered on the wrestling side of things. Um, and You're he was phrasing it best. Uh, and I think he might have used the word arrogant. Um, how, can you respond to these two claims that were clearly not from me? I did defend your cause. No, you didn't. I did defend. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's it's arrogant if you can't back it up. So it's a good point. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I come out every week. I I talk a big game, absolutely, but I should talk a big game because I'm the best in the company. So if I wasn't the best in the best in the company, if I wasn't backing it up week by week, then he might have a point. But given that, also he might have a plan. Everyone has a good plan until they get punched in the face, right? Well, That's true. Great, Mike Tyson. I want to talk a little bit about a match from a few weeks ago. You had a cage match yes. against Daniel Swagger. Yeah, absolutely. A very violent yeah. match. A very hard hitting match. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Was that your first experience inside the cage? First time inside a cage. Um, well, I've still got the title around my waist, so it was good fun. It was, uh, it was the culmination, it was the end of, of, of a very long story that I've got with, with Daniel Swagger. And um, it started, you, you know, 18 months ago after knowing him for a long time. Um, we developed a, a pretty fierce rivalry. Uh, I was really happy to, to put, an an, put an end to Daniel Swagger, put an end to the, the run that Daniel Swagger's had over many, many years, but been very, very successful. Um, but I felt like, you know, it just gets to me the way that he panders to the people. It gets to, gets to me the way that he goes about his business, not, to, not even just to win matches and to win championships. It's all about being popular. And I'm not about being popular. I'm about being the best. It's not how you play the game. It's whether you win or lose. That's my, my philosophy Look, as it's well. Look, it's a, it's a results-based exercise, isn't it? Um, we're here to get wins and losses. I'm, I couldn't care less whether I'm popular or not. I'm the champion, and that's that's what the goal is. You can accept, though, that there's two different types of people in this world. There's people like yourself who do have that bit of arrogance about them and don't that's really... confidence, Tony. No, and that confidence, that's fair enough, too. But there are people that like the attention from, from the crowd and the like. Are you happy to accept that? Well, Tony, Tony I, I accept that there's two different types of people in the world. There's winners and losers, and I happen to be on the winner side. I can't argue about that. That's a way... Well, yeah, perfect. Can't argue about that. How tough is it to be the hunted? You know what it was like to be the hunter. You finally got the prize. How tough is it being the hunter? Is it different? Full of cliches tonight, mate. A wolf doesn't bother himself with the opinions of the sheep. I just stand there. I knock people out as they come one by one. And, uh, and I just carry on with, the, with the, the gold around my waist. So it doesn't bother me. We, every week I go out there. My, my goal is to, to knock out the person who's in front of me. So... The title's in safe hands. I'm not, I'm not bothered at all. 